from Hans Oval to Durian Bay Sports Ground, Boulder City to Cable Beach, Pilbara to Peel, covering footy in regional WA. This is the WA Country Footy Podcast. Hello, it is our ninth week of operation for the WA Country Footy Podcast. It's great to have your company wherever it is that you are tuning across WA. In fact, you could be anywhere around the world with these podcasts. It makes it a great opportunity to catch up on all the local footy that's been happening. And we have been right bang smack in the middle of finals at the moment. It's pretty unbelievable on what's been happening in country footy right across our state. But uh, it is always good to catch up and find out the latest as well with the WA Country Footy League. And we've had some big finals coming up and still to come and been and whatever. Look, grand finals, Noangra. They went through a very good season in the Ongarup Football Association. They were premiers over Boxwood Hill Shout out to our West Coast Poly Player of the Week. Let's go to the Royals. And well done to Cameron Allison. He is the Player of the Week. And, of course, West Coast Poly, big supporters of the West Australian Country Football League out of the Royals in the in Albany in the Great Southern Football League. Some other results out of the Mortlock. Dowron and Wiley defeating Goomelling. 14-690, Gamelling 8-13-61. Ledge Point got the win, or Lancelin and Ledge Point got the win over Cervantes. Oh, what about the great opportunity that we've had to see some footy through the southwest as well. Augusta Margaret River, big season for them. 13-684, defeating Bunbury 12-577. And Bustleton getting the win over HBL 7-10-52. Uh, 10-9-69 too, by the way, Bustleton scored. And in the women's prelim, South Bunbury defeating Bustleton. That's a, a big game there in the women's. We'll catch up with the Peel Football and Netball League, where in the semifinals last week, Pinjarra defeated Centrals and Rockingham accounted for South Mandra in the league. In the Colts, it was Pinjarra over Centrals and Hallshead over Rockingham. And in the Resins, the Reserves, Pinjarra over Centrals, Rockingham over South Mandra. Catanning Wanderers are premiers in the Upper Great Southern in the North Pilbara Football League. Their grand finals ahead. Karatha Cats and Wickham Wolves did battle in a nice little two-point ding-dong. In the prelim final in the North Midlands Football League, Karoo Latham defeating uh, Dongara. And in the Great Southern, it's Railways and Albany uh, who have uh, well, battled across that prelim final. Unfortunate for Albany, uh, out now, but uh, Railways move on to the next week. And in the prelim final in the Lower Southwest Football League, Bridgetown, too good for Dean Mill. Across the goldfields, Kangas got up by a goal over Railways, and it was Boulder City with a goal that was kicked, well, seconds before the siren sounded. A huge game of football in the Goldfields Footy League for their first round, but it was the Boulder City Football Club through after a three-point win over Mines Rovers. Uh, in the prelim in the Great Northern Football League, Railways and Northampton Railways got the win there. And hello to the Blues and the Lionesses out of the CKFL. The Blues accounting for the Lionesses, 8-11-59 to 5-7-37. Uh, could you say it was some upsets through the Avon Football Association? Querding going down in both the league and the reserves over the course of the weekend. And Cunderdon too strong for Querding. So the Maggie's getting up there in the Avon Football Association League. And Keller Tamman defeating Querding in the reserves. Lots going on in country footy right across our state. It's time to launch into it. Our first guest on this week's podcast is from the Goldfields Football League, Chairman Graham Borchett. 
Well, Graham Borchert has had a huge career with the Goldfields Football League as a player and a coach. Earlier this week, he was, uh, well, put up there on the stage at the Mitchell Medal, which is the best and fairest for the Goldfields Football League, where a medal now will be presented on GFL Grand Final Day in recognition of the six premierships he has won as a coach, but also recognising Punter Robinson, who also has six premierships as coach. Graham Borchert joins us today. He's the chairman of the Goldfields Football League. Borch, congratulations this week on having a medal named after you, mate. Yeah, thanks, Benny. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, a huge honour. Um, been, uh, yeah, a little bit little bit embarrassed with it, really, being the chairman and, and then getting a medal kind of name, but I, I understand the reasons for it. And, you know, obviously to, you know, have Punter um, involved, who uh, obviously has been the uh, the king of Goldfields footy for a long time, it's uh, it's an honour to, to sit alongside him. So, yeah, very pleased and, uh, yeah, like I say, very, very honoured. Well, there'd be a lot of older listeners who would recognise the Robinson name, whether it be Dick Robinson who kicked a, a swag of goals in the Goldfields Football League who was recognised or has been recognised as the leading goal kicker uh, with the, the previous award being named. I think it's been about 15 or 16 years, maybe more now, in which that award has been presented as the Dick Robinson Memorial or the Dick Robinson Award and he's passed away in the last week or so. Um, then also Punter Robinson, his cousin, who was uh, a coach at Mines and Railways, played a little bit of Boulder as well. It's um, it's, it's pretty surreal, isn't it? The the opportunity that we've got to, to see just exactly how rich football history has been in the goldfields. Yeah, it definitely is. It's, um, you know, obviously, the, the, especially the back in the... And I, I'm probably big on the, the history of the goldfields football. I, I love it. It's... Um, yeah, it shows a, a lot of um, a big names and people that have been through, like, you know, uh, the Eppuses that have been to Essendon and, and people like that. And, yeah, obviously, Dean Kemp that's at uh, uh, been to the Eagles and, and Dom Sheed now at, at the Eagles. So the names and, and the people that have come out of Kalgoorlie are massive. And as I say, I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, huge rap of the history of the Goldfields Football League. It's... Um, it's definitely, uh, you know, had a lot of uh, successful and, and great people come out of it. So, yeah, it's really good. Borch, you took on the role as the Goldfields Football League chairman in December last year. There was, It's been a roller coaster for you because the GFL were one of the leagues that didn't go ahead during COVID and, and there were a number of leagues that didn't. Uh, picking the pieces up for 2021, how have you found things? A bit of a, bit of a discovery, you could call it? <laughs> yeah, definitely a discovery, yeah. Um... Learning as I go, um, I still uh, I still rather green in the job. I um, I, I still think uh, there's a lot, and I, I, to be honest, I've learned a lot that uh, probably I didn't know about. Uh, I suppose as a coach uh, um, or or a player, you don't really understand uh, what goes on behind the scenes, and uh, I'm definitely finding that out now. So um, yeah, no, look, look, I've I've really enjoyed it. Obviously, we've had our ups and downs. Um, there's there's no two ways about that. Um, but, um, you know, like I said on Monday night at the Mitchell Medal, we had a couple of goals and one was to, to play footy because we didn't last year. Um, the other one was to, to get to finals, which we're at now. And obviously it's uh, uh, the, the next box to kick is to, to finish off uh, uh, next week with the grand final, uh, which will we'll, uh, we'll top the season off really well. So just really looking forward to getting to the finish line. Women's football has been brought into the Goldfields Football League for the first time this year. We heard Ishe Christie, one of the uh, the the chair of the sorry, not the chair, one of the, uh, the the board members of the Goldfields Football League, one of the committee, um, a couple of weeks ago. How exciting is it to have, obviously, the the, the competition under the GFL banner this year? 
Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, obviously, we've only got the three sides, but next year we'll get the railways are coming into the competition with their four sides, so uh, that, that'll strengthen things up a little bit around there. But, you know, getting down there at, uh, at 9 o'clock and, and, and having a look at the girls run around, it's been really good. It's, um, you know, and uh, I suppose the, the, the pleasing thing uh, from, from our point of view is they, they're all they're really enjoying it and they're loving it. And, uh, you know, you can see uh, um, during the game when they're playing, they've, something happens and they'll have a bit of a laugh about it and probably a bit different to, to watching the men. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it'll only improve over the over the years as it gets, um, you know, more time out there. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Pat Casey and uh, Shane Coish and uh, Danny Hayes have done his massive job in, in getting the girls out there this year and, and, and getting them to play some uh, competitive footy. And they'll... Um, yeah, this year we'll uh, you know, obviously play off for the premiership, and that's first time for the year, uh, first time ever. So yeah, really looking forward to Kangas and Boulders playing out for that game yeah, next week on ab- Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, also looking at some of the other points from the season, and I know it was around the same sort of time that uh, the Nutrient Ag Carnival may have gone ahead, but we had a uh, what was dubbed a forfeit in the end. Uh, and I go back to an incident that happened at Campbell to West Oval, in which a player. Uh, effectively uh, had a very strong physical indiscretion with a umpire. Uh, Borch, probably out of the whole part of the year, this was one of the toughest, but the way in which you've reacted and the way in which the rest of the football world have seen this, and I can say this from talking to other leagues outside of the goldfields, is that uh, the way in which it was handled was of the utmost uh, respect of the situation, but also professionalism and integrity. Must have been a tough time for you over a couple of days. Uh, yeah, definitely. It was, um, yeah, it was, a, um, I suppose, but I wasn't actually at the game, so it was, um, I got the, the call from Jeff Turner that, um, I thought he was ringing through the scores to me, but, uh, unfortunately he wasn't, so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a bit of disbelief at first, but, um, yeah, look, I, I think as a commission, um, you know, we, you know, we, we decided there and then that we needed to have a, a meeting straight away and we needed to, to get on the front foot with it. We, we knew it would go around the, around Australia, I suppose. I probably thought the state at first, but um, it probably ended up on Fox News and, and everything else. So, um, but yeah, look, I, I thought we yeah look to be honest, it was uh, we had to, to do what needed to be done. And you know, as a commission, we got together the next day and, and uh, we sat down and we put some plans in place and you know how we how we were going to deal with it and what we had to do and um, I think at the end of the day the um, the right decision was made um, uh, by the tribunal and you know there, there's no two ways about that but uh, yeah we uh, yeah it just uh, it all happened very quick and um, but to the credit of you know probably just not not us you know the uh, I suppose the clubs around and you know that's you know, it, it was a terrible situation for the umpires and also terrible for you know obviously for the Campbell Football Club and and so on so uh, but everyone's very supportive with it and you know we we got through it and um, yeah we continued on so yeah but yeah it was a, a rather tough time at the, at the time when it happened and uh, yeah but uh, I just 
we really love not to ever see it again. Yeah, That's definitely, it. definitely. Any for anyone to go through that process as well. The, the Canberra Football Club, you are a five-team copy in the Goldfields Football League, but there's been some discussions about the Canberra Football Club in the future. Their president, Matt Price, and uh, coach Brenton Rowe have indicated that they're not going into 2022. Um, behind the scenes, what can you tell us with the Canberra Football Club? Has there been any movements or decisions on their future moving forward? Uh, the, the GFL support the five-team comp? Oh, look, we definitely want a five-team comp. There's, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely not um, saying we don't uh, want it. We uh, we want to work with Campbell and try and get something to happen there. So um, I, I, I have started, um, so I've, I'm, I'm, I've organised a meeting probably for October with the West Australia Country Footy League and um, hopefully Subiaco. Um, they're probably going to come to come to town and we're going to head out and try and catch up with, uh, the, obviously, the Shire and, and the club and, and, and see if we can, you know, what we need to do and how, how we, we work forward of, of getting something to happen. Um, I suppose the situation we're in at the moment with uh, the season coming to an end with finals, we're all pretty busy, so... Uh, but that'll be uh, the first job uh, for looking forward to next year is to see what we can do to sort out, um, you know, having Cambelder in our competition. They, uh, you know, they have a long and proud history out there and, uh, you know, we uh, we, de- we definitely got to fight to, to keep to keep them and, you know, hopefully over, you know, the next, you know, three to six months we, we uh, will still have them in our competition. Um, obviously, we'll need a lot of uh, backing and we'll need some compu- uh, community support from them out there as well. Um, and if they want the, to keep their uh, their footy club in the competition, well, you know we're definitely happy to to try and uh, work with them. So yeah, for sure. And they've still got a team in the reserves, which is great. They've got a uh, a reserves team that'll take Calgary City on this week in in that. So there's still a chance for for at least some flag success in 2021, which is great. Now Graham, from there, a uh, very successful night the other night for the Mitchell Medal, as we spoke about. Jake Newich, one of the highest polling Mitchell medals in some time from the Boulder City Football Club. Great story from him. Had a uh, bit of a health scare a few years ago when he was trying to be recruited, but he's been a great asset and very exciting to watch for the Boulder City Football Club this year. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I think um, I, I first watched Jake at the, the start of the, the season, and yeah, he was uh, mobile, big fellow that running through the middle there. And yeah, but um, even watching him last week uh, in the uh, the first semis, some of his lead ups and, and taking you know some big strong marks, he uh, he's got a good leap on him. And um, yeah, he was my tip going into the night. I uh, he was uh, the one that I would. Uh, would have selected either him or uh, Kyle Russell. He finished in the in the top five, but um, yeah, no, he, he was a standout. I think he won the Anzac Day medal as well um, for the best on that day. I think there's a couple other awards he won during the course of the year where we had, we had some some awards up for grabs. So, um, but yeah, he's had a terrific year, and as I said to him on on Monday night, night was well deserved. He definitely um, deserved to win it. So, um, yeah, he was he was a standout, and yeah, you know, as he said, you know, the caliber of players we've got running around up here at the goldfields at the moment is you know the Reese Palmers and the Hams and all those guys that have played waffle footy. You now Kyle Russell, you know. Um, 
yeah, the competition strong, and um, which is uh, is what we, what we want, and I think that's reflected in how the seasons travelled with uh, the final situation at the moment. Yeah, it is, mate, and two absolute huge games for the Goldfields Footy League and their league games on the weekend as well, which saw uh, the Boulder Tigers go through to the prelim with a kick after, well, almost after the siren. Uh, it was it was put through, and then as the goal umpire was reaching for the flags, the siren went, um, and then the the other game, which was between Kalgoorlie City, we saw the likes of Kyle Ham who's had a good uh, career at, at, a, at a high level of football and also Reese Palmer, former AFL-listed player, who sort of cleaned things up for Kangas and, and they've advanced through to the grand final. So, I mean, the name and the calibre and the, the quality of recruits that the Goldfields Football League can attract, Graham, it's it's pretty outstanding. Oh, definitely, yeah, it sure is. And uh, I think, you know, over the two finals we had last week, it was a 10-point. Uh, margin between two games, I think six points and then four or three. Um, so yeah, I oh, look, the, and that's probably the the, uh, the one thing that the Goldfields has been good for is attracting uh, quality players to the, to the league. And uh, you know, like I say, we've uh, we've been lucky enough to, you know, when you've got some AFL uh, listed players here and, and Waffle and uh, guys like that, being able to run around in your competition, you know, hopefully. That that you know makes it a, a good option for other players to come this way during the uh, the next few years and, and keep our competition strong. And you know, obviously, as I say, we, we we've got to fight to, to keep Canberra and get them back up on track. But uh, you know, even you know, even out there, they have the likes of the George Hamptons and them running around out there. So um, <clears throat> no, nah, it's been pleasing, it's been very good, and uh, I've really enjoyed going to the footy every week this year and, and, and just watching. I think I've missed a couple of games just through going to Perth, and that's watched my boys. But um, it's just, yeah, it's been really pleasing to watch some really good quality football. We hear about the great Northern Football League, and they've got a very strong uh, uh, relationship with the East Fremantle Football Club, but that's similar with Subiaco and the Goldfields Football League, isn't it? I know that uh, the, the Lions Pride program, which is bringing the youngsters through, is very popular, but there's a few players out there that have got the eye of Subiaco at the moment, which will probably make their way out of the Goldfields Footy League over the course of the, the end of 2021 and into 2022. But, but that relationship and having that strong strength of network is, is great because it makes means that those local players also have some direction too. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, the, uh, you know, Subiaco have been massive for the, uh, the Goldfields footy over, over a long period of time now. And, uh, you know, we've had, you know, as I said, we've had some, some kids go down there. And obviously, I suppose the sad part is you lose some, some good footballers to, to down to that. But that's that's what footy's about, getting to the, the, the highest level you possibly can get to. And, you know, yeah, our, our relationship with Subiaco is uh, is really good, and uh, you know, I've had a, a, a long, you know, few years now with them where I've, I've been involved, and you know, I can't uh, can't fault them. Um, get along really well with all the guys, you know, the Capesies and Dico and all those guys down there, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> without uh, without having that pathway and you know Brett Foster and and, and Simo and that was what they've done with that Lions Pride, uh, they should be very proud of what they set up there because that's just growing strength and we've seen that with our cool and uh, Colts Carnival this year. Like uh, we we went away with a bunch of young kids that no one gave us a hope in hell and you know they they went out and you know just turned it on every game. Yeah, we got beaten by a stronger and bigger and better Peel side that. Um, you know, obviously uh, are able to select out of an eight, nine t- team comp down there. We're selecting out of five. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we're very proud of those kids that went down there. And, and uh, you know, there'll be a few of them that I think will hopefully 
you know, go in the right direction and, and we'll see them down there running around the Subiaco um, in the near future and then hopefully uh, into the into the AFL. And we also had, obviously, Ben Miller, who played his first AFL game this year, which is uh, really pleasing as well. Yeah, definitely, for Richmond. Now, two more questions for you. One is, I know representative football's been very strong from the Goldfields. A section runner-up a couple of years ago uh, during the last reincarnation of what is now the Nutriag Carnival. But I know that the change of timing probably doesn't suit for the Goldfields Football League, but it's great to have a Goldfields representative with the females team down there. Yeah, no, disappointing that happened. Obviously, yeah, COVID's changed the world for us a little bit. Uh, that's uh, for everyone involved. But, um, you know, and disappointing more so, uh, not just for myself, but for Simo. Simo put so much work into trying to get that, uh, you know, the, the, that Nutriag uh, carnival up and going. And we'll say close and then... Uh, yeah, bang, within a week or so, it all got turned on its head. So, um, yeah, as for us going away, uh, it's, uh, later on in October, it's probably not ideal time for the Kegley boys. There's the race around, uh, there's footy trips on, there's all kinds of stuff happening, and um, I think that was uh, probably the reason to, to why. Uh, but, yeah, really pleasing to have the girls going down. They're involved. Uh, we still uh, have our Colts Carnival for the regional districts as well, which will have a a flavour of Goldfields boys uh, running around in that as well. So um, I'll be heading down to that as a, an assistant coach for that. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, disappointing for our seniors, but hopefully we can you know, get that back up and running next year. And we've got everything there. It's all set up. Um, Simo's got it all set up and ready to go for us. And uh, it's just a matter of us being able to, to get it all happen. Um, I think for June, July next year, which yeah. would be really good. It's also the day before, the, I think the new Nutrient Ag Carnival days are the day before the biggest race meet and the biggest social event in Kalgoorlie, which is a Kalgoorlie Cup. So look, we won't hold that one against too many people, but uh, it is a big time. Graham, it's next Saturday afternoon. It's the 18th of September at 6pm. Graham Borchard has just presented the uh, the Ray Cranage Memorial Cup. He's sitting there in the Rex Mitchell grandstand enjoying perhaps a, a nice quality ale what do you reflect on, Graham? Oh, it's a successful season, I suppose. Um, hopefully, uh, you know we've, um, as I say, we yeah, we we got to our through our goals, and uh, you know, obviously, as I said just before, it's been a tough, long, long, hard season. It's um, we've, we've had a, a lot of uh, ups and downs, and we've had some issues here and there. But just in general, I think. You know, the clubs and, and, and all that have been very supportive of what we've tried to do. And, you know, we've, um, we, we definitely uh, recognise that we, we've got a bit more extra work to do for next year. But, yeah, just in general, it's uh, the season uh, has been a good one. Um, yeah, right across all grades, we were concerned we weren't going to get numbers back to play footy this year uh, due to not playing last year. But, yeah, you know, the Colts and the reserves have come back in good numbers. There's been some great numbers in uh, in those uh, those leagues, and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I'll just be reflecting on a uh, couple of bit of quiet time now, Glennie, and uh, being able to have a bit of a spell, and uh, got a couple of weeks off after that. So hopefully, um, I can go away and, and and have a bit of a, a bit of a break and come back and freshen myself up, and um, we'll move into next year. Um, hopefully with the, uh, the opportunity to, to make it bigger and better than it was this year. You've done very well, Graham. Congratulations on the season that has been. Still prelim final weekend out in the Goldfields this weekend yeah. and the grand finals the following week. Graham Borchett's the chairman of the Goldfields Footy League on our WA Country Footy podcast. Good on you, Graham. Have a great one and thanks for joining us, mate.
No, thank you, mate. Appreciate it. This is the WA Country Footy Podcast. Well, we get the opportunity as part of this podcast to catch up with Mal Smith. He's the chairman of the Peel Football and Netball League. And I tell you what, he's got a stack load of experience when it comes to being a chairman. He's been a chairman for 15 years, but he's got a whole swag of information for us as well. And we love having a chat to find out the most about the Peel Football and Netball League as well as its preliminary final weekend. Mal, I know you're a man that's very experienced and it's great to have you on our podcast. Yes, it's uh a pleasure to be involved with football and pass on uh, on how well that the Peel Football and Netball League is going. Now you've got your finals coming up this weekend for your prelim at South Mandra and Pinjarra, but it's been so far this year the year of Rockingham and not just on a state election but also on a football uh, fraternity as well. Rockingham last week securing a spot into the grand final. Yeah, uh, Rockingham are into the grand final with the league and the reserves. And to make up the third run, the whole the whole said Colts have uh, have come to the party the first time for a while. Yeah, great to see, and that experience as well has uh, tickled over into South Mandra in the women. They picked that up earlier this year, and also in the Tucky Division as well, as we mentioned, those two particular divisions for us as well. But uh, you've probably seen a lot of footy this year, Mel. Have you seen a lot of the Rockingham Rams? Yeah, yeah. There are, Scotty Franklin's got a young, a youngish, well-disciplined, well-trained bunch of uh, footballers and uh, he's going to take some uh, knocking off but uh, uh, South Mandra beat him the week before the second semi-final so but uh, last week it was a different story when uh, Rockingham got down to the business end of the season Mm. Uh, when it comes to the season so far as well, South Mandra 12-3 and three with the one draw, Pinjarra 11-4 and four with the one draw. I hope you've got your bylaws handy because uh, both teams have enjoyed a draw in 2021. So uh, probably an expected close one coming up this week. Yeah, well, those at Pinjarra have got the few, um, few well-known footballers playing for them, but uh, South Mandra, they too have have a young squad and uh, they never give up. And uh, so the game, that game at Hall's Head this Sunday should be a clinker. Mm. Jet Supply Stadium is hosting the prelim and then, of course, uh, the grand final a week later will be hosted at Rushton Park, which is fantastic to see. Things are strengthening uh, as well, Mal, between, uh, I suppose, the the club and its position, the the leagues, I should say, and its position within the Mandra area. You've got some good interest heading into next year. That must make you pretty proud. Yes, over the last... For four years, we've come in with a women's competition, which this year went to seven teams. And a couple of years ago, we started another local competition for the 
footballers who want to kick and who either fly and fly out or can't train or that. They just want, uh, want to play football. Both these competitions are becoming very keen, keenly sought after. And even at this stage of the season for next year, we've had uh, a few interesting calls about what's going on for next year. Okay, which is great because that's boosting up your numbers, but that's also from your tucky division all the way through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes. It's, it's a great chance also to find out a bit more about some of those good players for the year. Uh, Fraser Miller, first of all, he had an outstanding year. He was your Ross Elliott medalist. Yeah, yeah. Fraser uh, has played well and uh, he also played in the uh, uh, West Australian Country footy stateside against the amateurs and I believe he went well there. Who are some of those other names that you like seeing in action at the moment for the uh, Peel Footy and Netball League? Oh, mate, there's heaps of them. <laughs> there's, there's some young ones. There's uh, there's a uh, young Cashel uh, Tregenza from uh, South Mandra. He's only 17 and he's virtually leading the ruck for the South Mandra League. There's Luke Jardine. There's, there's heaps of kids coming through. Is mm-hmm. that they, uh, we, we know this because we took our, our Culture Cavaliers down to Coolan in June mm. and we were unbeaten there. We finished up. We beat the Goldfields in the last game to uh, come home with the Bickies. Yeah, a great last game too, they tell me from, from all reports. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. A huge game. And did you get the shearing shed to sleep in as well, mate, or were you a little bit upmarket when you were down there in Coolan? <laughs> mate, I've been around too long. I booked my bed about seven months beforehand. <laughs> Fantastic. Mate, when it comes to some spearheads as well, Leroy Jetta from Pinjarra, Lee Coleman as well from Rockingham, they've been a couple of big forwards up up front for the big league teams. Yes, uh, Lee won our goal uh, kicking awards this year, but, and uh, he, had, uh, he was picking up a lot of votes in the first half of the year, but then I think they started to put the pressure upon him a bit although he's still kicking goals and Leroy has still got the magic. If you're giving the ball close to goals, he knows where the middle of those goals are. Fantastic, mate. Who takes on Rockingham next week? Pardon? Who's who's your tip for the prelim final? Who takes on Rockingham next week? Oh, no. no. I... <laughs> think I'd get in trouble because I could pick both of them. <laughs> it depends upon who is going to get the jump and who is going to keep the pressure on. And, of course, it's been played on a neutral ground at Hallshead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, yeah, it's going to be a real good game. 
Chairman with the Peel Football and Netball League is Mel Smith, and he joins us on our podcast today. It's always great to have some good experience on, Mel, and thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the weekend. It's the prelim final weekend in your league, and we look forward to catching up on some of those results next week. Thanks again, Mel. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. This is the WA Country Footy Podcast. It sure is, and the WA Country Footy Podcast comes for an end this week. Now, just the two guests. Jeez, we've gone down a little bit here, haven't we? But uh, I tell you what, the quality and the experience of both guests outstanding, and it's always good to have good, strong, quality guests on our league pod- podcast. Now, there's a fair bit going on with finals, so hopefully we've covered off everything that we can, but if you've got a league or a club or an organisation that's still in finals and we haven't mentioned you, how about you flick me an email, news at industrylinkmedia.com and we'll try and get you on for next week. WA Country Football Survey is on at the moment. Don't forget that is up and about and that is the uh, opportunity for you to check in. It's the 2021 Country Football Community Health Check Survey. If you are feeling suicidal, having a difficult time, worried about someone or need some information of support, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Uh, big waffle week coming up for us over the course of uh, the first week of October, of course, Nutrient Ag, and then rolling into the Waffle Grand Final at Optus Stadium. We've got the AFL Grand Final here in the state for the very first time. Could be the only time we ever see the AFL Grand Final, so there's a lot happening behind the scenes with that one, and thanks again to the WA Football Commission for their support of our podcast, and thanks to all of our sponsors who help make footy happen right across regional WA. Big one next week, we're going to catch up with the head honchos to talk about the year that has been. That's before some big leagues conduct their finals. We've got all the details for you with the WA Country Footy Podcast next week. Enjoy this weekend. There's lots of finals. Enjoy it responsibly. Keep the passion, lose the language. It's a little saying that I've seen in various clubs around the place, but make sure that footy is the real winner. The WA Country Footy Podcast is produced by Industry Link Media.